0: Hello, hello everyone! It is me, Cameron Bannister, and I am so excited to share with you a little bit of my story and what brings me here today. So for those of you I've never had the pleasure of meeting, or you may not know who this girl is talking on the screen, my name is Cameron Bannister and I am a former traveling hairstylist to Dallas, LA, and New York, as well as I am currently the founder and ceo (laughs) of freebird yes believe it or not this gibberish human being is a ceo and founder of a tech company and i'm so grateful that i have an incredible team that helps round me out but nonetheless let's start this journey so you can learn how all of my miscommunication all of my fails and all of my wonderful moments and experiences with humans has brought me where i am today and i'm so excited to share it with all of you in hopes that you have a moment to just laugh and be like, oh my God, Kim, what were you thinking? Like any of the above. This is a lighthearted, real conversation from me to you of who I am as a human, who I am as a wife, as a mom, as a professional. And now I am running a company alongside some of the industry greats. So Let's start from the beginning and I want to give you a little context here. Stories to me is one of the most beautiful ways we as humans can share real experience, real knowledge, and help one another find a safe space to grow. I believe that everyone has an opportunity to be exceptional when they're given the right space and a true love to work through the things that each and every one of us face in different ways. For me, I seem to like chaos. (laughs) And as you're hearing this story, you might be like, girl, you weren't kidding. And I'm not. And it took me a long time to accept that I was that person. And I didn't realize what a beautiful thing it was. It took me a long time to love me. It took me a very long time to create healthy boundaries. It took me a long time to know what my beliefs were and to be willing to stand up and lose everything for them. This story is not for the faint-hearted. This story is not fabricated. This story is not exaggerated. This is who I am. This is the journey I chose to take to bring me here today to share with all of you so that no matter where you are today, no matter what you're facing, because my goodness, no matter how much chaos I have seen and created on my own in my life, we're in a different time and it's time for change. So let's take a moment together and just, at my expense, laugh and joy, but I sure hope that when you leave this, you can understand what is possible as any professional that you are, as any human that you are, when you open up your heart and your mind to just letting love be the answer. So, let me give you the starting ground so that you know what got me here. All right. So, you know, you always hear that I started here, blah, blah, blah. Like, let's just get there. Okay. So, um, I never knew I was going to be a hairstylist. I knew I I never knew I wanted to be. Um, I had no interest. I actually, when I was in high school decided I was going to become a nurse because for me, my ultimate goal in life was to help people. And I loved nurses. I've had quite a few surgeries myself. And I have had to um, be in the hospital from a young age up just different things. I broke my leg. I've had tonsillectomy, all those things, nothing too severe, but, um, you know, oh, and then the latter part, you know, breast augmentation, all those things. Full disclosure guys, like no joke. That's a whole nother ball game. Cause I've had to have two reconstruction. Yep. It's a fun story. Here we go. But anyways, like I said, did not know That I wanted to be a hairstylist. I didn't know that I wanted to chase this dream of pure magic. So paint you a little story, a little back history into how this all works because it is quite interesting in timing. So hold on, take note, and we're going to move right past it. But I graduated high school when I was 16 years old. I was a very rebellious child and teenager For me the world was my oyster and I needed to explore it and go and quite honestly my mom and I did not get along very well when I was younger as most teenagers don't and we are finding our own way in our adult relationship currently but her and I are very different people and that is a beautiful thing and she's taught me a lot of wonderful things thank you mama but Nonetheless, we have a lot of differencing of opinions. So I was eager and determined to be on my own and live on my own. And sure enough, that's exactly what I did. I moved to Reno, Nevada at 16 years old with my now husband and then boyfriend, Derek Bannister. I graduated high school early and I was like, I am out of here. My mom said, Hey, you get your diploma, you can go. So for me at that point, it was just pure freedom. I was really seeking out. I just needed to go. I needed to explore. I didn't value my um, experience and time where I was raised. Um, I have actually um, something else I need to give you guys a little context here because we need to go a little bit farther back for this to make full sense. Um, And again, always full disclosure. This is the first time I'm sharing it. So this is tricky for me, no doubt. Hold on with me while I get you there, but we're gonna go through this quick and I'm okay, but I think that it's fair to say. Uh, By the time I was 16 years old and you're like, wow, Cam, why were you so eager to get out of the house? Well, it wasn't just the rebellious nature of my mom. My mom was a very good mom. Very strict mom, but good mom. By this point, I had experienced more things that a 15 and 16 year old should not. Um, My stepdad left twice once when I was seven and once when I was 14. And there's now a beautiful uh, mending from that, but that was impactful for me. I didn't understand and it, it really bothered me. Two, I was sexually assaulted by my softball coach. And that was something that happened to me at 13 years old. And that impacted me severely as a brand new freshman in high school in a small town where everyone knows your name. And I didn't do anything to deserve it. But that's what happened Uh to having a man follow me to my work and having two different times a gentleman break in and in the middle of the night lay next to me. Yes. (laughs) And by 15 years old, this had happened to me, you guys. And um, I'm completely okay with it. But honestly, just bringing it up with you is pretty... Yeah, so when you hear me say, I've been through a lot, there's just scratching the surface. It was my motivation. It was my drive. It was my, I have to get out of here and start anew. I need a difference. And my mom and I being a a girl and a teenager, we had our own bouts anyways, and it was very difficult. And, you know, at this point, I, I was really seeking new and freedom. And I left. I graduated. My mom told me, hey, get your diploma. You go. I did. So I go to Reno. Derek and I were enjoying it, but we're young. We're really young. We can't do anything in Reno. And Reno, 13 years ago, 12 years ago, I'm not sure, was pretty crazy. And um, not crazy in that it was bad. It just wasn't as uh, advanced or progressive as it is now. And I'm grateful that somehow I wound up back here. And what do you know? But Fast forward. Now, you know what the urge and the drive and the ambition was for me as a young adult, a young teenager, so badly wanting to be out on my own. But this is really the first testament to if there's a will, there's a way. And for me, freedom and exploring was going to be what helped me heal. And I didn't know that now. Of course, looking back, I can emotionally identify what was happening. But I had struggled through so many things at this point that Once I started anew, it was kind of a fresh start. And I was so excited to just take that plunge in what I could do as a person, but I didn't even know. Well, Reno is fun and all, but we're young. We're both 16, turning 17, and we we can't really do anything. We're not really creating friends here. It was pretty tricky. So we decided to move back to our hometown area. In between school semesters, I was really excited to be um, going to uh, one of the local schools here in Reno to go to nursing, but I was just not loving the area. And honestly, I was missing my mom, and I needed to go back to my family. I was still a baby. But get back there, Derek and I stayed living on our own. And that's when I was like, what am I going to do? I'm I'm in between semesters. I got to do something with myself. And that is when I was like, I'm going to go to beauty school. So that's the first moment ever that crossed my mind. And it was simply because I was in between semesters of nursing school. As long as I can pursue the passion to get to nursing at this point, I'm like, I'm down, let's ride. So sure enough, I, we get relocated back. School is starting in January and I'm so excited. And lo and behold, my mother is a manicurist. And so this is actually the same school that her and my aunt went to and I was able to go and attend in Redding, California. So I get started and I'm so excited. My mother adamant that I would never be a nurse because I don't have the stomach for it. She was so right. (laughs) I have the heart, but I don't have the stomach. So all of you nurses out there, thank you for all that you do. I wanted to try and I just can't do it, but I'll love you and I'll make you feel beautiful boo, but now I'll help you on your online game. But nonetheless, That was my heart, that was my passion, that was my thought process as a young 17 year old going into beauty school. So I get to beauty school, I'm intimidated, but I live on my own, so I'm still having to take care of myself and I have never been fortunate enough to have family support financially so I was you know footing the bill for paying for myself my travel the school was 45 minutes away from my home so i had to pay for gas and i don't know if any of you remember but it was during the time when gas was like 550 to six dollars yeah that was a lot for this baby baby starting out in the world budget (laughs) derek and i had it on lock we spent like 35 dollars a week at the grocery store we ate the weirdest things like toast and cottage cheese and salt and pepper, but I still love that. It's still one of my jams today. And I have to tell you, some of the funnest times are were made during that. But here we are in this tiny, tiny little apartment, like studio apartment in an orchard in the middle of BFE. And I'm driving every day to beauty school from eight to five. And then I would drive back down and I would go to work from six to 11. Right then and there, I learned the the grit and the grind of the beauty game, even though it was split between managing subway and going to beauty school, I still was learning that perseverance that this industry really needed. And I wanna make sure I point this out because when I look back, there's not one thing that has helped me. It was all of these different lessons and people who shared knowledge with me and took a moment to share what I'm sharing with you. And that is perseverance. I wanted to be independent at a young age. I knew that meant I had to make my own, my, my own as well as let's also paint this picture. Um, that was during the recession. So everybody was being laid off and everyone was having a hard time finding a job. And here I am trying to go to beauty school. It was just a really, really heavy time in the world. And so, you know, this was 07. And then Um, going into 08, which we all remember very well. Now I am, um, you know, fast forward a few years at this point, I am going through beauty school. It is absolutely amazing. And all of those memories of me being the one at my softball teams being like, Hey, camp, can you cut my hair? And Hey, can you do my prom hair? I'm like, I've been doing hair a really long time. I was always the person people asked to, like, hey, can you braid my hair? Hey, can you do this? You guys see this mop of hair. I had to learn tame at an early age. And my mom was not hair inclined, so I had to figure it out. But here it is again, fast forward, and now it's becoming a profession. I'm falling in love with it from the moment I enter the industry, even with how, you know, beauty school can be. It entranced me for the first time. I felt home. It was so beautiful and so magical and like breathing to me. And I was so excited that there was an array of skills that you could apply. So, you know, I really just started off on a foot of no expectations. This was just going to be a job getting me to nursing school. And along the way, I picked up two of my (laughs) ruse. In beauty school, I found out I was pregnant with our daughter, McKenna, and I was only 18 years old was terrified. I absolutely did not know what to do, but Derek and I quickly adjusted like we do to most things and we got so excited because she was from 100% love and that is what started our journey off as parents. So not only did I graduate school early, move to a different state, came back within 2 years time everyone, but in that time I came back, went to beauty school and found out I was pregnant with my daughter. So Saddle up, because now we're just getting into the industry. So I know, you're like, Cam, you move kind of quick. I really do. Guys, it's a, it's a thing. It's what I do. I'm a Sagittarius. For any of you out there who are like, oh, that makes so much more sense. It's true. I believe, I always feel like I'm running out of time, and I just want to help so many people that I'm just on the move all the time. And I love exciting adventures. So here we go. All right, fast forward. Yes, found out I was pregnant with my precious, graduated beauty school, had my precious. Super, super excited. We're all good to go, all of these wonderful things. I am getting ready to start in my um, first salon at The Cutting Edge. My beautiful first mentors, Debbie Hopper and Jill Fletcher. Thank you so much for the space you gave me to grow as a professional and shed all of your beautiful wisdom on me. Because that was my first salon, you guys. I have never apprenticed. I have never, ever understood what it would mean to even apprentice. Because I was so fortunate enough to start out renting my own space. And had two mentors who were so kind to me. That taught me every one of my skills out the gate. So for me, you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, I can't, slow down. Had McKenna. Had a job lined up. But in that time, also found out I was pregnant with Logan. Logan and Kenna are 15 months apart. So it was quite stressful. It was quite hectic. And Derek and I were true believers in these are our babies. We want to have our babies. So we would work opposite shifts so that one of us always had our babies. I want to make sure you guys know everything. like. This is not. This is just what happened and got me here, and the years are full, so I'm gonna fast forward through some because I could tell you a lot of stories, but all of you single parents out there, all of you parents out there, all of you young parents out there who feel awful for being a young parent, don't. You'll be like young when your kids are out of the house, like me, and I'm not saying that's a good thing, you guys, but if you are a young parent, don't, don't be hard on yourself. But those of you who are trying to make decisions for yourself, take your time, please. Take your time, please. Take your time, please. Okay, let's move on. Okay. So, in my salon, love it. But I couldn't afford it off, obviously, right out the gate. This is back in the day when we were still in book days, writing down appointments, and you're sitting by that phone waiting, because there was no software systems to book you efficiently, okay? So get into the salon and I'm like, okay, how am I going to afford booth rent? How am I going to contribute to my family? And how am I going to build my clientele as a brand new stylist who's never assisted? Uh, okay. Okay. So I get a job at McDonald's and I worked four days at McDonald's, three days at the salon. And as soon as my clientele started growing, and I'm telling you, I did it old school. I sat there morning, noon, and night just sitting there waiting for the phone to ring or if someone walked in the door to take that client because I'm gonna tell you a simple truth in this industry, it is the same today. Customer service is queen. If you take good care of your customers and you are there and you are present and you treat yourself and everything you do as a business from the moment you pick up a set of shears, you are setting yourself up for success because you will learn some of the greatest qualities this industry can offer you and that is customer service. So. I decided to do that to help me balance, okay, inventory, booth rent, all of these things, right? So loving it, loving it, loving it. All is good. All is well. And now let's fast forward. My clientele is starting to build a little bit. We're six months in. I'm very fortunate. My clientele has always seemed to grow very quickly. Thank you so much, my beautiful clients. I do love what I do. Um, I am a color specialist and balayage is my specialty now after 13 years of in the game navigating the ups and downs. But Um, At this point in time, I was just learning the basics and trying to navigate the murky waters that is the beauty industry and where to go from here and what's next. And I'm in a small town like, okay, my books are starting to build, but what do I do? And that's when I really started seeking education. And I was like, okay, I've been a stylist now for six months, uh, a licensed stylist behind the chair. And, you know, I'm working into the eight month, one year mark. And it's like, what's next? What am I going to do? My clientele's full. I'm, my books were, um, you know, really, really great, whatever. Now what? Well, that's when I was like, I really got to double down. Started taking days away from McDonald's and fully committed to the salon as soon as I could afford to. So keep in mind that whatever you're doing for your hustle, whether it's you're an artist now and you're transitioning into another dream or you're an artist starting out, remember it takes time. Consistency is key and just baby steps forward or make leaps and bounds when you look back and you reflect with friends what's possible when you just dare to dream. So let's fast forward a little bit more. I'm at the salon, love it. My clientele's full and robust. I think it's now a year and a half, two years in. Derek and I have purchased our first home. Our babies are one and two. And this gypsy just is getting antsy. And I had this idea of what I thought I wanted my life to look like. I was raised in a very conservative religious family. And traditions and you know, get togethers were very important. And they are so much fun. But I wanted more. And I just didn't know what that meant at the time. So Derek and I were on our way up with our babies. And we always would go on these weekend adventures because I just had to see everywhere. I love going places, even if it's just to see something for the first time. I don't even have to do anything. Just seeing life really is exciting to me. And it was one of our trips. We went up to Oregon and we were driving through these beautiful magical trees And I'm on my way to Oregon soon, which I'm so excited about, but regardless, (laughs) sorry guys. So, you know, here we are and I'm like, why do we live where we live? And he was like, well, I don't know. I was like, I mean, I know our family's there. Our our entire family was within like, I don't know, two city radius. right? And you guys, that poll of just what if, what if. We just bought our house a year before it really didn't seem rational but most of the decisions i make don't (laughs) but i was like you know what i think we should move and he said well where do you want to go and i said uh i don't know should we move towards family or away from family and that was the only question we posed to one another before making the decision and my sister had just relocated to dallas because of the recession, and was going there to work for her husband's work. I was like, well, my sister's in Dallas. We could always go to Dallas. And we had never been there before. I had no idea what to expect going there. And I'm like, let's see. So I'm thinking, I gotta put my house on the market. I gotta get it ready. I'm doing hair, like I have six months, right? No. From that moment, I text our realtor and said, we would like to sell the house. He texts me back saying, I think I have someone who would like to buy it. Five days later, our house sold. In six weeks, we had to make the move to Dallas. No jobs, no idea of what we were gonna do. Just some ballsy freaking moves. (laughs) And sure enough, we did. Told my family had to tell my clients it was the most heartbreaking thing I had ever experienced. I had no idea what to expect. I thought I was a fool sometimes a few times (laughs) when I would pause to be like, Oh shit, (laughs) I'm doing it. Um, But I had to, I had to know I had to grow and I had to do it for me and my family and my marriage, because why not? Let's have an adventure together. So we sold our house. Six weeks later, we relocated to Dallas, Texas. And it was such an incredible experience. And Dallas really does feel like home to us as Dallas is where we grew up as adults together. And that's something very important to discuss because Derek and I have been together since we were 15 years old. And I'm sorry, I left that out in the beginning. For those of you just catching in on us, we've been together since we were 15 years old. And we both have experienced unique situations, but always helped each other have space to grow. And we've always loved each other to tell each other, you're more than enough. No matter how one of us felt, we always wanted the best. So this adventure really brought us an opportunity to just grow that much more in ways we didn't even know we needed to grow. Experience, change, travel, communication and relationships. Stand to be one of the greatest things you can experience as a human if you let it. Don't let yourself limit your potential because of a job title. Up until now, I was a hairstylist in this story, okay? Still am. Still am. Okay? Let's let's continue. We get to Dallas, and we live in this very expensive apartment because at that point, anything more than what we were paying was expensive because we came from a small town to the fourth largest metroplex in the United States. So... It was quite the challenge to say the least. Derek did not have a job lined up for the first three months we lived there. And I actually changed three salons in the first three months, excuse me, maybe four. But I am happy to say that my clients that I got in some of those uh, salons experience are still my clients to this day or when I was still doing hair just last year. Sorry, still mourning that. (laughs) But they were my clients for six years from these jumping around salons and they stayed with me and were my family and helped me grow as a professional as well. But fast forward through, I couldn't find my place. And finally, one night I'm driving down in Dallas, right by our apartment. And I see this beautiful salon, all these lights, magical. Oh my gosh, magical. And I walk in and it's an experience of a salon unlike any other. It's just popping. It felt like a club, but then also very classy. And you look around and everyone is impeccably dressed. The work is impeccable. And I was in trance at what standard what experience that this industry could provide as hairstylists, not only for the people who work in it, but the people who come in those doors. I was hooked from the moment I stepped into beauty school as a professional, having that intimate connection with clients, working with people side by side, failing miserably at color corrections, starting out, doing those bleed lines, cheetah prints, all of it. A hundred million perms, it feels like, to this moment. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm from a small town. This is my real first experience of like impeccable, impeccable salon experience. And how do I apply? (laughs) So, you know, uh, one thing that I'm going to just be very blatantly honest with you is I'm willing to go for it. I'm willing to go the distance and I'm willing to put the work in. So if that's what I can offer and do to to get a position or to... Um, work on something, I'll do it. And this was just that much of a test for myself as I just relocated my family. We're all here in Dallas now, and here's this beautiful salon that I really do think that could help me as a professional not only be better, but raise the standard for myself and my overall living, because when you surround yourself with excellence, you strive for excellence. So, now I got to apply. I meet this incredible human. That from this moment on lisa robertson thank you if you don't know her and you're in the dallas area you need to know her she is one of the most amazing humans over at craft and company salon and she was the first human who gave me a chance in dallas she saw me for me and helped me get that position even though i had never apprenticed and that was one of the requirements at the time for the salon. She got me that interview. And you guys, I had, to get a, I had to get a client out of nowhere in a brand new city, in a massive city, coming from a small town. I knew no one here but my sister, who wasn't much help with a short A-line <laughs> when I needed to do highlights. Lo and behold, one of my best friends still to this day, we met only a week or two prior. I called her, I'm like, hey girl, you want me to do your hair? I need to get this job. So happens. It worked out an experience of us going out together one night because of my sister's friend from the different blah, blah, blah. She just helped me lock down my first job. And because another human saw me and took me in and gave me a chance. Now (laughs) enter the Thunderdome. (laughs) Okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all true. All of that happened. All of those things. I didn't know what I was getting myself into. This salon taught me some of my greatest lessons in the world. My skin was never thicker than it is now because of my experience here. Um, Right, wrong, or indifferent, it doesn't matter because I really see value in everything I learned. But during it, it was quite challenging. But reflecting back, I can see the value that it's given me today. And I just want to make sure that I take the time to share it with you so that you can do the same. When I started at this salon, I already felt so inferior. I was a stylist from a small town. At this point, I've been two years behind the chair. I had a really steady clientele in my small town, but I, I'm in the big city. I don't have any clients. Like, how does this work? What does this mean? What do you mean, commission? What's the difference? Ooh, okay, but then I'm so scared, and I don't know who to talk to because I've never had this experience before, and no one I knew at that time had experienced it was going alone. So I get the job. I'm super excited. I meet the owner and she's very, very serious <laughs> to say the least. Incredible woman when it comes to strict standard and uh, helping you grow on your emotional standpoint. Thank you for that. Um, but I did grow. Thank you. Thank you for that space. Of excellence that you wanted to create because it helped me be excellent and the people around me helped me be excellent but for the first six months no one talked to me <laughs> I would sit in the break room and be alone and then I would try to work and I wouldn't have as many clients and I didn't know what to do and I was being I was so intimidated and lo and behold I finally settled in and I found my buddy and he helped me really become more inclined to what was going on. I'm like, why is no one talking to me? And he goes, honestly, if you make it more than six months, that's when we'll start talking to you because not many people make it here long. Well. And I'm like, I can understand. <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> but anyways, then that started the next year of just true growth of working with magical people, learning and growing with interesting salon owners, um, but really experiencing what can happen when you just go for it. I moved my family, I went for this salon, I got it, I got it, I got it. My clientele's building, I was growing really fast. The manager absolutely helped me really learn how to navigate all of these murky waters and not be such a baby. I grew up in this salon, thank you. Each and every one of you who stood side by side with me in there and let me watch you or help me with something and then help me become an educator, I think I was 21, 22 in this salon, thank you. So there's my first big moment for me as a professional, going up against so many intimidating things, applying for the job, the job that I wanted. I got it, I got it, I got it. I think I said no, and I was ready for that, but that's the worst that could happen. So, like I said, that was an interesting scenario, and that was a really challenging salon for me to work in. I did learn a lot, but I, start, I soon learned that I wasn't creating healthy boundaries for myself as a professional with my coworkers. I wasn't holding my ground, and I was letting people talk to me disrespectfully, and I felt disrespected. And but I didn't know that then, because in My experience in the industry up until this point, you just did what you had to do to get it, to do what you needed to do. And you shut your mouth and you just pumped out good work. You sat there and did your job. So that's what I kind of thought this was. I thought I had to earn my way this way, but I was dying on the inside and I didn't even know it. My spouse is the one who's like, Cameron, you're not yourself. What's wrong? My clientele was great. I was, I was really growing as an artist. So it was really hard for me to understand what was wrong. But what was wrong is my soul and my, my self wasn't able to grow here because I was scared. I wasn't, I wasn't accepted well there from the beginning. And I felt that. And maybe that was me. Maybe that was my insecurities. But regardless, I had to go but I was scared I was going to lose all of my clients that I had built up with this beautiful salon's name, really having a hard time because at that point I was the primary breadwinner for our family. And I was about to shift my career as a hairstylist that if we're not working, we don't make money. What was I going to do? But I needed to heal my heart and my mind because I was devastated from the years of emotional abuse. So, I go into a suite, so scared, so nervous, thinking my career's over the minute I did that. And please listen to me right now, suite owners. I love suites, and I think that every component of this industry is beautiful. But for this professional, I needed people, but I did need this quiet space for that moment. So please know I love all parts of our industry, and I want to make that clear. But I go into this suite, and I learn a lot. I learned how to keep track of inventory. I learned what a leasing situation is. I learned the difference between owning my own and doing a suite. Because at this point, I had a few investors in Dallas ask me if I wanted to open a salon. But I knew then I never wanted to manage people. I never wanted to get dirty into the salon work. As much as I would love to create a happy space for people to work, I don't really feel like that was my jam, especially at the time I'm a young artist. You know, you have to be honest with yourself. That wasn't the right time and that wasn't the right move. So I'm in this suite though. Oh my gosh, learned so much. So, so, oh, wipe my eyebrow off guys. So, so fortunate for the landlord. He was so kind. He took such good care of me and literally made me feel like a total champion of coming back to life as an artist, creating a safe space, not making me feel worried. I met some of the most talented artists in there who were going through the same thing. They were just trying to find a space to heal, and to just do their work. In that time, I was able to learn so much because I left a contract early. I was so scared I was going to get sued. I learned everything about all of those wonderful competition clauses and and contracts and how to avoid them. (laughs) And I was okay. So now I'm in a suite. I'm growing my business. I lost about 30% of my clientele, I would say, but I quickly recovered that within about, two, three months of my salon um, or my little suite being open and I began to heal and I began to chase my greater dream and that's what it has always been and that is helping people. So I'm in this space, I'm in this suite and my time and freedom really opened up with that because I was on a schedule at the salon previous and nine to four and two to 10, don't get me started. Anyways. So I'm in my suite and I really start pursuing a lot of the things that I wanted to do um, when I was practicing religion and that was mission work. And I'm like, what do I do and what can I do to add value to other people and help them? Well, at this point I have met some of the most amazing clients and I'm talking full range of clients. And in Dallas, there's such a plethora of incredible humans of all walks of life who work across the world. I was hooked. My clients told me so many amazing stories that I kept my thirst for adventure on constant entry. And it was like, anything is possible. Every story I heard, it just reminded me and reassured me anything that I could dream up, I could do if I was willing to put the work in. At this point, I didn't see it that way, though. I was just scraping by to make sure that I didn't ruin my foils, that I, I didn't ruin highlights, that I had my clients coming back. Am I doing a good job? All of the insecurities that accompany this industry, I was feeling. And But now I'm in my own space, so I'm starting to heal a little bit. And my heart and my um, passions are starting to come back through. And one of them has always been looking for ways to help people. At this point, and you guys, I'm serious, I can't even go into the details of this because (laughs) it's so magical and I, I think I'll lose it, but what I want you to take from this, if anything at all, is that when you are honest with who you are and you love who you are and you show up as who you are, you let other people love who they are and show up as they are and you create this beautiful space to just be together. Every time that's happened for me, magical experiences have happened, not because they're my blood, not because we have anything other than we just love each other. Anything is possible when you love one another, even strangers. And every single story that I have been impacted by has been by strangers. And this is the beginning. Lisa was the first who gave me the chance. Now, enter in one of the most impactful moments in my career. And I, I'm not sure what time frame this is, you guys. So just roll with me. But I had met a beautiful client of mine, Miss Sherry. And she has the heart of a saint and literally works with so many nonprofits and helps every single organization that her brain and her brilliance can add value to. And she was one of the very first women who showed me, no, you can, you you know, you can do these things. You can do this. You can do this. She's kind of like my mama. And I'm like, Sherry, this is so dope. She goes, Cam, I got to tell you about this story of when I was in the Dominican Republic and this woman I met named Liz. And I'm like, tell me. Long story short, Liz is this incredible human who moved to the Dominican a few years back. Oh, you know, like 15 or something like that now. Liz, thank you for your selfless work. She started Dove Missions, this organization that is absolutely amazing, creates a safe space for the youth of the Dominican Republic and Puerto Plata to come after school or if they can't afford school, to have teaching, knowledge, safe haven, food, consistency, and love. I heard that and my heart soared. I'm like, who is Liz and what is the admissions? Because I gotta know. At this point, there's a lot of symbiotic situations, a lot of alchemy, if you will, for me happening. Like, uh, yes, please. I can add value here. I can teach things that these beautiful people don't know. And they're not in a regulated country, which means they can do what we do without a license. So... My wheels started turning. I hear this, and then just so happens, Liz happens to be in the United States visiting Sherry only a few weeks later. Sherry calls me and says, Cam, Liz is here. You want to meet her? I'm like, You better believe I want to meet her. So Liz comes in. I'm talking with her, and I'm like, I'm going to give you some of my proceeds. Like, I love what you're doing. I think more of us should do this. I think this is amazing. And she says, Why don't you come out and come see what it's really all about? And I'm like, what? And she goes, you come out and check it out and really experience what it's like. You already have the heart for it, but to really know, you must come and see it and live like a Dominican. And I'm like, dope. How? (laughs) I had never traveled out of the country on my own. I had never, I don't even know what to do at this point. But you guys, I went to the Dominican Within six months of this conversation with a nonprofit of my own, going to lay the groundwork for what can be possible in the future and still is on the docket in the future for me and for Freebird. But at that time, I was so young. I was learning. I wanted to go, I wanted to see, I wanted to help this nonprofit, but make sure I was protecting the people who were helping me do all of these things. And very quickly, I Formed a board and all of those things, and they're still with me to this day in more ways than one. But why I say that is, I didn't even know what it meant to be a nonprofit. I just wanted to make sure I could help her and get funds to her. How do you raise money? And the da 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 da. All of these questions that taught me a tremendous amount. And if you're willing to ask questions openly, people will help you when you give yourself a chance. So now I'm a hairstylist. Moved to a different state. In a different situation than I ever could have imagined. And now I have this opportunity to go do this, but How am I going to afford that? I would imagine a flight to the Dominican something expensive, you know, <laughs> And I have children who at this point, I think are three and f- four and five. And I have a husband and uh, Well, Here's how it happened. So It's kind of interesting that I'm in the online game now, but back in the day, Derek was incredibly amazing at helping me be searchable online. He he has loved digital marketing for a very, very long time, and he made me discoverable in Dallas, Texas for number one for like days. And lo and behold, someone from Oklahoma City, three hours away, called me and asked for a hair appointment. Kat, I love you. This woman has come into my life in the most beautiful way and given me that much more stories and mentorship on what is possible when you educate yourself, when you use knowledge and you use your voice. This beautiful human came into my life for the very first time, three hours away to be my client, and she bought my plane ticket to the Dominican (laughs) after her first visit. She saw my empty wall and she said, You need to. I, in my suite, I have this empty wall. And she's like, You need a photo there. I'm on it, cat. Don't worry, I got my art now. And I was like, I know. I'm looking for a world map because that is what I wanna do. I wanna help the world. I wanna help the world be who they are and not have to be in terrible situations. In the Dominican, these girls go into sex trafficking and prostitution at young ages because they have no other way to make money or help provide for their family, living in some of the worst living conditions. And they still are some of the most humble, precious, kind people. Okay. So when I tell you that this is such an incredible story, it really is. And if we can at any point in time, share ourselves with others in a story to make a difference, look what's possible right now. Kat tells me right then after she knows that I want to help the world. She goes, I want to buy your plane ticket to the Dominican. She actually was um, the client after them, got to meet them, everything, and heard all about it. And she goes, "I, I have a lot of points. I think this is a great idea. I think you should go. I wanted to go and teach them how to do hair so that they had another option. But I knew it was going to take time and it was going to take planning. And it was going to take a knowledge that I didn't have. So I set out to figure it out. Well, Kat calls me the next day with American Airlines on the phone and we booked the flight. And I go. Not only that, a few of my other clients were like, Cam, you gotta do this. And they paid for me to go. I get to the Dominican and I stay with one of the most incredible humans who taught me to think that much wider, Miss Martina. Thank you for welcoming me in your home and living with you for nine days. That experience in itself taught me so much and I will forever cherish it. She made this American look at life very differently because she is from Czechoslovakia and she goes, you Americans. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. (laughs) It's fair. And it's also awesome because we're human. We should be able to talk openly without getting offended. And we had the best time and she taught me some of the greatest lessons. Thanks boo. On top of that, Liz, who has this incredible organization, Thank you for letting me come in and have this time with your beautiful people. But you guys, I'm going to tell you two stories about this nine days. I'm going to hold back the tears as much as I possibly can. But when I tell you that there is a disparity unlike anything else, wake up. Wake up. I won't go on a rant, but... As Americans, we get very, very comfortable with our current living situation and we don't like to see other things, but that's not the case for me. I like to see these things because I want to look for ways to help. And this was a way for me to help, but I never could have known the impact it would have had seen it firsthand. And I encourage everyone to go experience real life. It's not going somewhere and trying to exploit or Uh, be a part of, to just do good for a second and leave. No, open up your eyes and go and experience life in all cultures and go there with a humble heart and an open mind and as a guest. And that is exactly how I showed up, was as a guest. I wanted to learn about their culture. I wanted to know everything and be as respectful as I could because these people were allowing me to come into their homes. I walked among Sewage covered grounds, babies with diapers down to their knees, naked running through the streets that are covered in sewage, shacks leaned up against one another. And I'm not saying this as a uh, to paint this as an egg, this is real. This is their homes. And a woman brought me into her home in the barrios. And I'll share pictures with you guys so you can see. And Liz has created such a beautiful relationship with this community that it's allowed for people like myself to be able to go there and be welcomed with open arms. We walk into her beautiful little home and she hands us food. She has nothing, nothing. And she wants to feed me and she just met me. And for all intents and purposes, she probably shouldn't like my skin tone. But she let me in. And we shared time with one another. We didn't even speak the same language. But we both left that interaction of open human kindness, better people. And that was just the beginning. Babies ran up to me soaking wet from sewage. And I'd hold on, they were smiling and laughing and playing. And one night, there was a massive, massive monsoon. And I'm like, whoa, Liz. And we're in a safe restaurant having dinner. And I'm not even thinking of the impact of where we were that morning in the barrios. Because, I mean, I I can't yet. And I'm, like, already overtaken because I'm an empath hardcore. And so even just that one experience, you can tell I can't help myself here. Like, Liz looks at me, and she said, if you think it's bad right here imagine in the barrios, and my heart dropped because the water was racing to my ankle in a matter of five minutes, but I'm at high ground and I am also in a restaurant and can get away from this fast. And the barrios sit at the base of a mountain and at the ocean's edge. So when water comes pouring down, it drains down the mountain and creates this river right by the barrios. And she goes, Cameron, there's times that I've tried to go down there to get people out and my truck is covered to the top in a matter of minutes because of the ocean's tide. And what people do is they hop on their mattresses and try to stay up and this isn't a new thing. That's what happens every day. And these people are the kindest, most giving, loving humans that give you a great example of what is possible when you value life. The next day, I anticipate us going into the youth center and it just being a wreck, right? Like, oh, these people, oh, my gosh, like, oh my God, oh my God. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Like, I'm just prepared to just be there and, be, and hold the babies, like thinking they need me for some reason, like, gosh, who am I? Like, what am I? And I didn't even know what to expect, to be honest. I was just like, well, I want, I'm gonna, uh, okay, <laughs> here we go. And they came in singing and they came in dancing because they lived. They lived. And one of them walked up to me and hugged me and soaking wet because they clothes and they were in water all night. And he hugs me and he said, I'm so glad you're here. Just being there. You guys, I share this because the beauty of humans is when we're with one another We can do great things and our industry is what creates those sacred spaces with our clients and also opportunities like this that I never could have imagined. At the end of the trip, there was a lot of things in between and I saw things that I don't care to share right now, but um, I remember for the first time feeling alone as an American and how scared I was that I felt confident that my country, my husband, my family, someone would find me if something happened to me. But it's now day seven, day eight, and I've watched girls who don't have that same protection or that same opportunity, and my heart breaks. That is what is happening everywhere, is extreme disparities that we live right next to and don't know. That, my friends, I just wanted to share because that is a small glimpse into a a time that impacted me more than ever to come back and use my skills the very best way possible from then out to help any single person that I met. For me, my skills at this point was hair. I needed to learn how to do hair better so that I could take skills to them and help more people in situations like that. After that beautiful experience in nine days in the Dominican, working with these incredible children and witnessing some of the most horrendous and amazing acts of human kindness, it lit a fire in me deeper than ever before. And the pursuit of something began. And I didn't know what that would be. Fast forward. I'm back in Dallas. I'm wrapping up. I'm getting ready to expand my career again. I am so excited. I go from a suite back into a salon to get all of that beautiful passion and energy that comes with this industry. And I go into a beautiful salon. I meet a new family and it's magic. A year happens. I love it. I'm building my clientele left and right. I'm like, oh, this is home. And I get a phone call. I am now I don't know how many years into my career. I've experienced so many things that I had no idea from Bentley fashion shows to um, (laughs) going to house calls in mansions, literally the size of three football fields and getting lost looking for the bathroom. I've experienced a lot up until that point in my career. And I had no idea that as a hairstylist, any of that was possible. So I get a phone call one day. I am doing great with my clients. My schedule is what I want. And it's a gentleman on the other end, and it's my next mentor, David Abrams. David Abrams, the co founder and owner of Lux Lab in Santa Monica, California, calls me and says that he would like to interview me if I am open. And I'm like, You best believe it, David. Like, oh my gosh, but is this like even real? (laughs) I'm like, Okay, how can this be real? I didn't apply for anything. (laughs) Lo and behold. Sure enough, I make my way out there, terrified, ask them, how can I best prepare? And he's like, oh, no, just come out and you can just interview with us. We want to make sure that you're a good fit before we have you do any working models. And I'm like, David, I don't know anybody out there. And if you need me to do hair, then I, you know, at this point, I've at least learned applying for these high-end salons. You better be ready to do a working model and a working interview. So I'm like, David, I don't, I don't have anything. And I'm like, okay, all right, whatever. I get out there. We meet up. It's amazing. I, he's like, I love this. Now we just need to see your work. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, you gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. And I'm like, I leave at 8am tomorrow. Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I did not come this far to do this interview i mean it was already something i thought that was a hoax and then after researching that you know they're the exclusive salon of la fashion week it was worth the interview no matter what so now i'm here i did bring my shears because i knew that much but i didn't know anything else i didn't have any clients lined up and he's like yeah we just need to see your work we understand it wasn't in the docket for you to move so if you want to go back and you know do models in the future that's fine i'm like no 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 like this is money. <laughs> I need to get this done now. So my mom flew down, and I, she was last case scenario just because she had just gotten her hair done and so forth. But she was my my backup option. But we went to this restaurant, and there was two women sitting there, and I was like, "Oh, there we go. I need your heads for my interview." And I walk up to them. I was like, "I know this is going to sound super weird, and I promise you, I'm not making this up, but..." Can you let me use your head for my working interview and my dream job? And my entire career, I really never knew what to expect or what was even possible. I just always went for it. I always was willing to say yes. I knew at some point I wanted to work in LA and New York in my career, but I didn't know how. I didn't know if that was a celebrity stylist, if that was a platform artist, or just a stylist behind the chair. So when I got that phone call, it was no doubt making it happen. Don't care what I have to do. One of those precious girls took the bait and let me do her hair. She was from Australia and she and I are still friends via social media. Thank you so much. But I needed someone else. Sent out a blast text. Anybody know anybody? Got somebody there and she wanted a mushroom cut. Let's just put it that way. (laughs) I'm just kidding, but I'm not. It was quite this scenario. The first client showed up an hour and a half late. The first, the second one showed up 45 minutes early. The first one needed a color correction and the second one wanted balayage. And I didn't know the color line I was using. (laughs) So I get going and they grill you in the best possible way to make sure that excellence is only being accepted. Why did you cut this this way? Why is this here? Why is this here? Why did you lay it like this? From three separate people the director of color, the director of cutting, and the second owner, Jason Lara. And it put me at a whole nother growing moment as a human. The realization of, oh my gosh, I am surrounded by pure excellence. Like these professionals were so talented, every single one of them in their own right. What do I have any right doing here? A stylist from a small town, someone who is such a gypsy and such a wanderer that every year just decides to flip the script and do something different. How am I here? Cause I just said, yes, I just went for it. I just went for the Dominican. I just went for Dallas. I know that might sound like it's not a planned out thing for you, but quite honestly, when I plan things out, nothing ever seems to happen that way. And years ago I learned, I don't have control over anything and I love it, but I am willing to test the boundaries for myself and my growth and what I can do to help others. So this was helping me. This was for me a growth moment that I had worked for, a job that I had always wanted working in one of the most beautiful places and my home state as I am originally from Northern California. Very, very different, not the same thing. So let's be clear here, but going back West Coast, baby, bring it. Yes. South was good to me, but my heart is West Coast, and it was time to make my way back. Derek and I getting excited. We're like, all right, time for another move. We've been in Dallas six years now, and we have this opportunity. But what am I going to do with all of my clients? I have over 500 clients in Dallas, and I have a steady clientele. And how uh, – mm-hmm. so after my interview, I don't even know if I get the job, by the way. Like paraphrasing here as much as I possibly can, but giving you the goods too is – I didn't even know I had the job. They said nice to meet you. And I left. Literally, heart attack, death, everything. I was like, wow, <laughs> definitely didn't get that, you know, just crazy experience. Three weeks later, I get the email from David. Hey Cam, we would love for you to be a part of our team. You have the pick of any of our salons, and we look forward to you joining our family. Let us know when you are able to move here. So this is October, November. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is dope. And we made the move in March. I'm like, what am I gonna do with all my clients? What am I gonna do here? Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Well, I was like, what if I go back and forth? What if I, you know, what if I make that work? Sure enough, start telling my clients. I'll be coming back every six weeks for a week. And I'm filling those spots up right now. Please let me know if you would like it. And sure enough, that's what I did. And I moved to LA, got a beautiful apartment with my sweet family and started my dream job. Sounds great, doesn't it? (laughs) As soon as I got to LA, the salon that I was working at in Dallas decided to sue me. Went against every single thing that we had agreed upon for my situation working, going back and forth. And it was a really hard blow for me because I had already experienced such pain with owners at salons and, you know, that was one of my hesitations because um, it listened to me loud and clear too. It's, it's the owners who set the page and the, or the tone for the places, not all owners are bad. So don't go into that with it. Be mindful, be educated in who you're working with, but know a lot of things are possible and the more, you know, the better. But this was another growing experience for me that really helped round me out as a business professional, not just a hairstylist trying to create a business for myself only. But I realized there was this level of um, business and just legal that I was so blind to. And I got hit with it because I thought I was fine with this relationship I had with them and so forth. Very long story short, I'm very fortunate to say nothing came of it and we, well, I was sued by them twice and, and nothing came of it and I'm very grateful and I hope one day that we can shake hands and let the past be the past. But that's a really great example of even when you open yourself up, you can still get hurt. And that was a scenario where I gave everything to these people because I love them and I think they're great people at the core. And, but I didn't do my due diligence and you have to take responsibility for yourself. And that's what I learned in this moment is no matter what my mom always hounded me about get it in writing. (laughs) I don't know, but the truth is you guys, when you work for yourself and you are a business and you see yourself as this creative professional, there's a lot of things that you need to be aware of. And I hope that this helps you in thinking of maybe some areas (laughs) that you can note. But nonetheless that didn't stop me i was able to pivot quickly remember that beautiful human lisa robertson she had the beautiful salon crafting company and left that previous salon as well i actually left the same day lisa did because i couldn't handle it but anyways fast forward i'm like oh my gosh they blocked me from my books i couldn't see my schedule everything now i have to my family in la who i'm supposed to be supporting with the money coming from here Derek is now staying home with the kids so that he can watch them and I can travel back and forth pursuing my career, being a crazy ass artist like I am. And I got blocked from my books and I can't go back to the salon that I loved with all my heart. I got a second chance with Lisa who opened up her heart and her doors to me one more time and gave me a chance. And all of my clients were very understanding and made the switch. So there we go. I found my spot, started getting that groove going. And before I knew it, I had created demand in New York like some of my clients had relocated told their friends and the circle began so I was building my clientele in LA I was building my clientele in Dallas I was building my clientele in New York and I had no idea what I was doing (laughs) there was ups and downs in LA where I learned and grew and really had to decide what I wanted as a professional I made some very interesting choices but had the space to grow with the beautiful company and salon that is Lux Lab. One of my girls there who really was my ride or die was Asha. I hope you're having fun in Australia if you're watching this, my sweet friend. But she really was like, question everything. And it made me question everything. She made me think a little bit wider. And at this point I had seen so much that I'm like, wider, wider, oh, this is cool. And here's this artist who's worked across the globe. She's worked in every country. She's probably one of the most adventurous people I had ever met. And the stories she told me entranced me. Again, what was possible when you dreamed and went for it? And what if you said yes? Doesn't matter what you do as a professional. What if you said yes? So now, doing all that, all this good stuff, and I'm gonna save you the drama. Uh, We're in LA about a year. Family stuff happens and it makes us decide that we should probably relocate north to the Reno Tahoe area where I am now and I was devastated. I didn't know what to even think of it and but I wanted to be closer to my family and wanted to be able to help them go through what they were going through and I thought it was the best choice for that reason. So we move up here. I leave my dream job in LA. I'm still traveling to Dallas and, and New York. Um, but LA is now part of my past. And I learned a lot. And I am still an absolute admirer and fan of David Abrams, Jason Lara, and the incredible Lux Lab team. As I was just talking with that beautiful human recently on an interview, make sure you go check out his free bird series with us. But what they taught me there was, that the industry can be kind and gentle. And even as I was leaving, what was my dream salon and my dream scenario, living 18 blocks from the Santa Monica Pier in like my dream apartment? That was just one dream. That was just one part of my dream. That was just an experience I had to have to get me to the next one. At this point, I'm still only doing hair. It's all I've ever done. I am a hairstylist first. I love this industry. I love the people this industry has brought into my life. I love the experience this industry has allowed for me to have as a creative professional. I don't take it for granted. But along my journey of all of that, what I watched was professionals struggling to make it. If I'm able to create my career this way, why isn't everyone else? And why isn't anyone helping them be educated to have all of the tools that you need in the 21st century as any professional to make it. I'm in an Uber and she's a hairstylist. What the fuck? Why have we let our industry down so poorly? Why aren't we looking for ways to help our professionals to be successful in this industry? Because this industry has given me everything. It's given me a space to love who I am. It's given me a space to push those rebellious rebellious edges. And it didn't matter what I looked like. It didn't matter what I felt like. I was welcomed with open arms. Why did we so badly let down our industry, is at least how I felt. Professionals so talented being masked by an algorithm, by social media, by completely overlooking the pure talent and love, this industry that they have for, you know, they have for this industry, excuse me. So I'm in Reno unexpectedly, not working, only traveling. I now have five weeks in between each time I go to the cities and I don't even know what to do with myself. That transition was a nightmare for me to be quite honest. Like I don't even, I like, I like to move. I like to be busy and quite frankly if i'm not i go the hardcore opposite and i go so lazy and so stupid lazy that it's kind of a problem fast forward again that experience of downtime and having quiet space alone and figuring things out and asking myself the really hard questions allowed for me to work through my existential crisis where i left religion I was able to have space for me and what my beliefs were and whatever yours are, teach their own. But for me, that was very jarring. My entire life I had this set of principles, this guidelines, this rule book. Now I'm living in a city I don't understand. I don't, I don't know anybody really here. My hope with my family didn't work out. This is three years ago now. And I'm just not okay. For the first time I experienced depression. Um, And I hate to admit this, but it's true, is I used to think of people who suffered depression as kind of weak because if it's a mindset, why can't you get yourself out of it? Well, (laughs) that shit's real. And I am so sorry for ever feeling that. And I have extreme compassion and empathy for you, but it shouldn't take us experiencing things to have compassion for one another. So keep that in mind. Uh, It's always a nice little reminder for me when I talk about it, but regardless, All of this experience, all of this beautiful industry, magic, chaos, swirlwind, screeching halt. An artist, a professional and a human who loves to talk to people. Isolated and alone. Left religion, left a community and lost my family. It was painful. Still is painful. There's times I questioned every single thing, every single thought. And I'm so glad I did. Because it made me just grow. It made me learn. It, It encouraged me to ask myself even harder questions. And to really love who I was. It took a lot of help. And enter in my next coach. Jake Pereira. He is still my coach to this day, but all of these mentors and advisors came into my life, shared stories and wisdom to give me tools to continue moving on my journey. Within the last three years, I have gone from a traveling crazy hairstylist who could not make up her mind and did everything in upwards, sideways, backwards, forwards, traveled to another country and experienced some of the most beautiful human interaction and was treated with absolute kindness. By these beautiful humans to today as a CEO and founder of a tech company determined to make a difference not only in the hairstyling community but the beauty industry and any creative that uses their hands to share their brilliance because we have an opportunity that is unlike any other profession and that is we share space with humans and we have an impact on humans And if you allow yourself to show up in a very real way, you may create something magical in our freebird. Two and a half years ago, I was scrolling through Instagram and I saw this incredible artist's work. And I was like, all right, how many followers does she have? Because I was so sick of the followers game and the algorithms and people worrying about this, 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 and poorly overlooking the core elements of our industry. And that is humans. So I see this art and I'm like, gosh, she's so talented. She's got to be like killing the game. She's got to have tons of followers, 200 followers. I lose my shit, y'all. I'm not even kidding. It was serious. It happened. And I'm like, this is enough. Enough is enough. These professionals should not be fighting up against tech. These professionals should not have to be everything. We're already asked to be hairstylists, chemists, counselors, lighting specialists, photographers, every single thing and we don't have retirement and we don't have insurance and we don't have sick days but no one sees us but demands us to do what companies do with a team of people and then they wonder how we're able to maintain a steady income and do things i was so frustrated professionals should have an opportunity to showcase their skills and their talent without breaking the bank, without the headache of tech, and without wondering what do I do and what is the right choice for me, a safe space and community that would allow for professionals who work with their hands and their brilliance to bring it to life online, but also maximize it online. Freebird began with the simple hope of being the central source for all creative professionals to come together and unite and share, create, and collaborate with one another. We started out as an app because we know you professionals. We love you. And I am one myself. We started with an app because we knew that was the technology that all of us were really used to at this point. Like this is two years ago. And it was when everyone wanted to be on an app, blah, 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 blah. And as we've seen, we've all kind of migrated away from that. And Freebird already prepared for that. So we went through the whole shebang of doing an app. We went through the whole concept of that. As a hairstylist, I was doing Business plans and pitching and writing different documents and using softwares that I had no idea. I didn't even own a computer until six months into Freebird. Like, this is serious. <laughs> I am a hairstylist. I may have put myself in interesting situations and always said yes to opportunities, but before now, they lived within my industry and my skill set. I very much felt okay in my wheelhouse of the confidence that I could do with my hands. But now I'm working with teams, I'm helping people with all over the world and with a computer. I went from behind the chair for 13 years to behind this chair and computer for the last two and a half years. All because I said yes, all because I saw a problem and went for it for myself. I'm like, I want to help her be more discoverable. I want her to love what she does and people to know what it means to be a professional, because. We have so many things that we do each day that are unique to our industry, and it should be proud, and it should be represented well. But you also should be able to make money, not only behind the chair. So you guys, as you can tell, I've wove and weaved through every single component of this industry for me. I know that's not for everyone, and as you can tell, I really just love the experience of it. But what I hope you take from this is, this industry allows for something so incredibly beautiful, and that is human interaction every single day. When you show up and you love one another, there's an opportunity for growth, for experience, for stories, and for you to have an opportunity with another life and just enjoy that moment. Freebird was created to give each and every professional the opportunity to share their brilliance online, maximize it and make money in more ways than just behind that chair so that you as a professional don't have to have a heating pad on your back or a pillow behind your back like I do because a big portion of why I had to stop doing hair was my back started giving out because of my schedule. This industry does not allow for a lot of room for error or injury or illness, but it is an opportunity for maximum options to you, for you to take advantage of that knowledge that only you have. Start sharing your story. Start sharing your brilliance in all of the ways that are unique to you. Say yes and chase the dreams that you never knew possible. I never would have known Freebird was possible. But we're two and a half years in. During COVID, this company was able to help professionals make over $70,000 collectively during a pandemic, and we are helping embrace our ethnic brothers and sisters in this industry and showcase what they bring to the industry and how beautiful all of the skills and all of the diversity they bring, and it makes us that much better. When you showcase what this industry is really about, it's magic. It's globe spanning. And now it's time for us to really make a difference together. When you say yes to change, when you say yes to daring to dream for you, you're going to make an impact on your community right where you are in the best possible way because you're doing what you love to do. I know my story is convoluted, complex, long, all of these things, and I gave it to you as paraphrased as I possibly could, all in hopes that you had a moment to breathe, laugh, enjoy, and have a second to get to know me a little bit better. I've been through a lot. I love people. I love this industry. And I love the fact that Freebird is helping people of all walks of life fly, share their knowledge and embrace who they are because it's beautiful. Thank you so much for taking time out of your incredible day with me and getting to know a little bit more about me If you would like to ask me any questions, I am an open book and I am always here for it. But again, don't limit yourself. Dare to dream and say yes. You never know where you're gonna end up because I promise you 13 years ago, I would have never imagined it was here. And now I'm so excited for what the future holds of Freebird being a global company, helping every single creative bring brilliance to life online, not having to work as much behind the chair, showcasing all of their mad skills. Because I said, yes, that is who I am. I am 29 years old. I am a hairstylist of 13 years. I'm a CEO of two and a half years, a mama to a beautiful 11 year old daughter and a 10 year old son. Married to my best friend since I was 15 years old. And I'm just a human. I love each and every one of you, and I hope that you have an incredible day. And let me know what those dreams are because I hope that I can help you just have a safe space to share them, or maybe Freebird can help you fly. Either way, thank you so much.